All right, well, if you have a Bible, let me invite you to grab it and make your way to the book of Galatians, uh, not Ephesians this week. Uh, Galatians chapter 6 that Angela was just reading from. And while you're getting there, if you've got a mark in your Bible, like because we've been in Ephesians, to find Galatians, just go to the left one book and you'll find that. But while you're finding Galatians, I want to ask you a question. I want you to think about it. And, and I, you're not here to answer back, so I'll provide some answers myself. But what is it that you personally, as well as if you were thinking about children, kids, like from kindergarten to, to, to high school, what is it that you are missing the most during this you know, time where so much has been shut down? For some, people would say, you know, school, even though maybe not the, the amount of schoolwork, but, you know, just being there. And so that's an education side of things. Other people would say, I miss my friends, right? And so that's kind of a, 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 social, a social, you know, side of things. Other people would say sports. And so that's, you know, physical activity, missing that. Other people would say church. So you're missing you know, spiritual nourishment, like we're able to do this, but this isn't gathering for church. I mean, this, this room is empty. It takes three things to have a worship service, the word, the spirit, and the body, and the body's not here. So this is a shadow of an actual worship gathering, but that's been taken. So spiritual nourishment, vacation, right? Not going on vacation, not having that mental break. And then all of these things, with all these things that are missing, there's just all the bubbling over emotions that come with missing these things and the differences in society and the world and the worries and all of those things, all right? So now you take all of those ideas, all of those things that are missing, all of these needs, all of these demands, and then in a moment's notice, right? No lead time, no time to prepare that has been dumped largely into mother's laps to fill all of those. And so now moms are like, oh, I've got to, I've got to figure out education. I've got to figure out how do I help them socialize because they're not able to see people. How do I figure out how to keep them physically active? How do I make sure they're being spiritually nourished? How do I make sure, take care of their mental health and their rest and their emotional well-being of, of this different time? How do I do this for all these precious loved ones that I love so much? And that is a daunting task. I mean, that is a lot that has fallen like that, into the laps of many moms. And then you couple that with your own worries, your own stresses, socially, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, worries about aging parents, and maybe you've lost a job, or your spouse has. Or maybe you still have a job, but now you've got to figure out a way to continue to work that job and make sure all of these new demands are met. And then you add to that the accuser that comes and hisses into many mom's ears, you're not doing enough. You're not up for this task. You can't do this. 
your kids are going to be behind because of you. You don't know the Bible well enough to be able to keep their eyes focused on Jesus. I will get their eyes. You can't do this. I can't ask for a show of hands because you're not here. But I bet in some way, shape, or form, all of you who are mothers with kids at home can identify at least somewhere with these thoughts. You wonder if you've got what it takes. And then on top of that, we're now two months in and you're tired. And you're slap worn out. And you're growing weary. And so that's why this year on Mother's Day, I wanted to pause from our study in Ephesians for one week and just really try to encourage our moms with kids at home. And talk to the church overall about our role in encouraging moms during this time. And during these weird COVID-19 days. And so that's why we're going to be looking at Galatians chapter 6 today. Particularly the last two verses that Angela read. Verses 9 and 10. And to be clear, this text doesn't speak like uniquely to moms. Right? It has a much broader context than that. The, the, the call to not grow weary is not just to moms. It can be applied in a million different ways. But we are going to apply it today. This is definitely one application of it. And similarly, the call in verse 2 to bear one another's burdens, as well as in verse 10 when it says, So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially those of the household of faith. That again is not like contextually only for the church in encouraging moms, but that absolutely is one application of it. And that's the application that's going to be kind of the grid, the lens by which we look at these two verses today. And so our outline is super, super, super simple. If you printed one off from, you know, our Facebook page, or if you just want to write it down on your own, I'll go ahead and give you, there's two points. And the first one is this. Moms with kids at home, don't grow weary in doing good. Moms with kids at home, don't grow weary in doing good. And church... Encourage these mothers in their good work. Encourage these mothers in their good work. And so let's look at verse 9 and 10 again. Just kind of get our minds around it one more time. And so Galatians chapter 6 verse 9. Moms, this is, this is your verse as we look at it today. Moms with kids at home. And let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due season we will reap. If we do not give up. And in verse 10, church. So then as we have opportunity. Let us do good to everyone. And especially to those who are of the household of faith. And so again, number one. Moms with kids at home. Don't grow weary in doing good. Understand your mothering is good work. It is good work. You may look and you get, you know, bogged down with crayons and messes and stains and, and, and all this. But it is good 
work or, or maybe they're older and you're bogged down with arguments about this or that or this or that and you're trying to help your kids understand things that they're just not seeing yet. It is good work because what you're doing, moms, is you are, it's soul care. You're caring for a soul or souls in your house. It's ministry. And it's the most important job in the world. Because it is the preeminent force by which the world is changed. As you rear and raise your kids. That's why it's true, humanly speaking, that the hand that rocks the cradle is the hand that rules the world. There's no greater force for change in the world than moms raising their kids. Specifically, to know the Lord and love Him with all of their heart, mind, soul, and strength and to love their neighbor as their self. And it is the understatement of the millennium when I say, moms, your work is a good work. It matters. It's important. And listen, I'm not saying dads don't have a role, right? Even a, even a leading role. But on the whole, the ones who actually carry this out day in, day out, who are on the front lines, the front line warriors, are you moms with kids at home right now? And during this crisis, like everybody's been talking about heroes, right? Everybody's been talking about heroes during this crisis. And certainly our doctors and our nurses and our medical you know, professionals are that. They are absolutely heroes. But you want to know who else is a hero? Every single mom in here with kids at home in this directory. Every single one of them is a hero. And we need to encourage them in their heroic work. And so moms with kids at home, you are heroes. This is a good work, so don't grow weary. And when Paul says don't grow weary, he goes, and he's not talking about tiredness, right? Because being a mom and tiredness, synonyms. They're synonyms. It's the same thing. You are tired. If you're a mom, you're tired. Always, right? But the idea of not growing weary here is like, don't quit. And you're doing good. Don't give up. Keep fighting. Keep pressing. And as you keep pressing, I want to just give you three really practical kind of do's and don'ts. Three really practical do's and don'ts. And actually, they're going to be don'ts and do's. We're going to start with a don't, and then we'll talk about a do for three of these. And so here's the first one. During this time particularly, don't put your hope in having control. Don't put your hope in having control. For one, control is a myth. COVID-19 has taught us anything. It should teach us that control is a myth. Things can come out of left field and totally change things. One phone call can change your life in massive ways. And then just, so, so understand that, but then just bringing it down very ground level, don't put your hope, moms with kids at home, in like having a perfect schedule and having a perfect like lesson plans and everything detailed out and rolled out and everything's going to go perfect throughout the day and we'll have a perfect physical activity hour and we'll have a perfect this and we'll have a perfect that. Like if you're grasping to try to gain control of this situation or really any situation, you're going to live with a constant state of frustration. 
and grow weary. And so don't put your hope in gaining control of a situation. But do put your hope in the Savior who is in control. Who is sovereign. And who plays the long game that we just can't see. We get bogged down in the momentary moments of motherhood and we can't see the long-term work that God is up to. So put your hope in Him and rely on Him. Yesterday, um, in our house, one of us was looking for something that was, that was really important. And we were struggling to find it. And um, Sarah says, hey, have you, have you prayed about it? And I was like, oh yeah, I probably should do that. Right? And she pointed us right back to Christ in the midst of that thing. And listen, prayer is not a lucky rabbit's foot. We prayed about it, still didn't find it. But what prayer is, is prayer is a connection to superpower. It is a connection to God's superpower. And so friends, pray. To the Savior who is in control. And don't put your hope in having control, but in Him who is in control. So that's the first one. The second one, I think this one's a huge one. Don't put your hope in unrealistic expectations. Don't put your hope in unrealistic expectations. I mean, moms with kids at home know, again, from school to sports to dance to church to friends to therapies and interventions, like all of that was gone in a moment. And so moms out of love for their kids, wanting the best for their kids, then keep this huge pressure to like keep everything going at that level. Mom's going to speak real straight to you. You don't wear a cape. You're not Superman. And you're not expected to be. You are you. With your own unique gifts, talents, and wirings. And so be the best you. Empowered by the Holy Spirit. As He continues to shape and change you. That you can be. And so all that pressure. Listen, it's not on you. Don't put it on you. This moment, all of life, all of child raising, but in particular even this moment, this is an Iliad Kipchoge marathon, not a Usain Bolt sprint. You've got to pace yourself. And so don't put your hope in unrealistic expectations that you could single-handedly replace 30 people. But do hope in grace. Do Hope in grace. Friends, God is gracious to us. And He expects, like, He expects our pursuit, not our perfection. And so embrace imperfection. Because that's who we are beautifully imperfect people with a perfect Father who lavishes His grace on us. And whose power is made perfect in what? Our weakness. So if you're weak, he's strong. When you're weak, he's strong. 
God's not expecting you to wear a cape. Why do you expect that of yourself? Drop it. Let it go. And remember, He loves your kids even more than you do. And ultimately, they're His. They're only temporarily entrusted to us. And so, friend, take a deep breath. Jesus is in control. And He lavishes grace. It's going to be okay. Number three, don't put your hope in the next season. Don't put your hope in the next season. Just putting it all on like when this is over and thinking if I can just get to there, get to when this is all over, this is all in the rear view, then everything's going to be okay. Now listen, do I want to get there? Absolutely. Right? We're praying for that all the time. But our hope isn't in that. Every season has its unique challenges. Just months ago, we were all talking about how busy we were with trying to go here and there and here and there and here and there, right? Every season's got its unique challenges. And no season is ever easy enough, blessed enough, fulfilling enough. And so always hoping in the next season of life, even in this crisis, is a treadmill of frustration. And you're actually going to miss living because you're always hoping for something else. Don't miss the living now. Don't miss what Christ is up to now. And so don't put your hope in the positive outcome of your circumstances, in this thing being over. Put your hope in the promises of God. I mean, the hymn I grew up singing, right? Standing on the promises. That's where we live. That's where we are to live. Standing on the promises. That God is with us, that He is for us, that He will never leave us, that He is faithful, and that moms, even in those moments when you feel like a failure, God's still faithful. Standing on the promises. Hope in Him. And this is actually one of the best things you can do for your kids. Is to show them that your hope isn't ultimately set in things working out better. Do we want that? Yes. Is our hope there? No. Our hope is found in nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And so we hope in Christ regardless of circumstances. That's our hope. And so moms, keep going. Keep it up. Don't quit. Don't give in. Fight. Keep pressing on one step at a time. God is gracious. God is faithful. God is with you. Okay, pursuit, not perfection. Moms with kids at home, don't grow weary. In doing good. You're doing good. You really are. You're doing good. Hang in there. Number two. Church. Encourage these mothers in their work. Encourage these mothers in their work. I think a quote that I read on the Gospel Coalition. By an author named Maggie Combs. Is really helpful here. Here's what she wrote. 
motherhood is a physical, emotional, and spiritual battlefield. Don't offer finite hope to their battle. Offer them the steadfast hope of the gospel. And listen, she's, she's not implying not to offer them a hand, right? But, but in this time, I mean, that's impractical, right? You can't go over and watch the, I mean, you can't do that right now. And she's not saying not to remind them that this is a season, this too. Well, but she's not talking like you should never do those things. But she's saying platitudes and politeness aren't enough. She's saying that, that these things aren't where they will find ultimate hope. Like those aren't the things we want to speak into their lives. What we want to speak into their lives is to remind them of the gospel. And when we say gospel, we're not just talking about, you know, forgiveness of sin based upon the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It is that, but it's more than that. And when we say gospel, we're not just talking about faith and repentance. It is that, but it's more than that. When we say gospel, when we're talking about good news, the good news is that if we are, like, if we have trusted Christ, we are in Christ. We are hidden in Him. We are in a safe harbor. We're safe. This is what we want to speak into moms. This is why Ephesians 1 through 3, that, that God, I mean, it just, that God has put our little church insignificant. He's put our church in Ephesians 1 through 3, where we've just been bombarded with who we are in Christ. And that's what moms, all of us, but moms with kids at home in particular right now need to be reminded of. Who you are in Christ. Church, this is what we want to encourage them with. And so moms with kids, everybody, but moms with kids at home, who are you? You're blessed. You are chosen. You are adopted. You are loved. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. You are continuously lavished with grace. Like the Niagara Falls, there's always more falling down. You are sealed with the Spirit. You are in Christ. And so moms with kids at home, as you wrestle with these days of mothering, remember this. You're aboard a safe cruise liner. A safe jumbo jet. And you don't have to keep your lap belt on. You are free to walk around the cabin. This ship is in no danger of crashing. Or being lost at sea. He will bring us safely all the way home. And listen to me, your ministry of motherhood with the good and the bad and the ugly is in no danger of preventing that fact. It cannot change this fact that he will bring us all the way home. And so church, let us remind moms with kids at home and everyone during this season that you are in Christ. And... Let's also remind them that Christ is in them.
Ephesians 2.22 says, You've been made into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. A dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And so moms, realize this. You now house the Helper. The Holy Spirit. And He's with you. And He's at work in you. And your kids. He's not absent in this. And so you are not alone. God sees you in your weakness. And His power is made perfect in that. God sees you in your pursuit of Him. God sees you as you are trying and struggling. God sees you as you worry and you hurt and your anxiety and your fights with depression. God sees you in it all And He loves you in it all and through it all. Moms, in the thick of things, be reminded of whose you are and who dwells in you. Listen to the words of Isaiah 40 one more time. And be emboldened that Christ that you are in Christ and Christ is in you. God says through the prophet Isaiah, To whom then will you compare me? That I should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He, he, he who brings out their host by number. He's talking about the stars in the heavens. Calling them all by name. By the greatness of his might and because he's strong in power, not one is missing. And why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord. My right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God. The creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint. Or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And now, dear moms, listen to this. He gives power to the faint. And to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted, like those who should be super duper strong, right? Even they will get tired and weary and fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew continuously their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. It is the Lord God who empowers these things. And so dear moms with kids at home, don't grow weary in doing good. It is a good work, and it is a hard work, and it is an important work. Don't grow weary. Keep going. Don't look to false hopes. Look to Christ. And in church, let us encourage these moms particularly in these heightened days of difficulty, of who they are. 
and who they belong to. Let's pray. Father, with all my might, I pray that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you would impart a letting go of of false things that moms in these days may be hanging on to. Of false a falsity of, 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 of pressures that they are putting on themselves that have no place to be there. And that you would give them the calmness of heart to know that they can only control what they can control. And that they can, at the end of the day, do their best and know, yep, it's imperfect. But know, yep, God's gracious. He gives grace. And God's faithful. And God loves my kids more than I do. He wants the best for them even more than I do. And that moms can breathe. And that they can renew their strength. As they reflect on you. As they remember you. And that in those times when it does grow difficult. And they are burdened and they are overwhelmed. That they would not then try to soldier on in isolation. But you've given them a church. To surround them and encourage them. Not with mere platitudes. But with the promises of Almighty God. With your promises. And so Father help us all to stand on those promises. And help us to encourage one another as we bear one another's burdens. And in so doing, give a display of your glory and your love and your care for your children, just as we seek to care for ours. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've never trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never received the the washing of And the freedom that comes in knowing Christ and being forgiven and having these promises. I invite you to do that today. And moms, if you are burdened and you're overwhelmed, as I pray, don't soldier on in isolation. Talk to someone. Talk to those who've gone before you. They've done this before. Reach out to them. Be Titus too with Older moms, older women encouraging younger moms and younger women and older men encouraging younger men. This is what the body's for. So let us not grow weary and let us encourage one another. Love you guys.